Welcome to the Wilco Podcast. Worship Leaders Collective is a worship community of over 32,000 worship leaders from 99 countries around the world. You can check us out online at worshipleaderscollective.com or type in Worship Leaders Collective on Facebook to get connected for free today. Our hope is to help equip you with the tools and resources you need so that you can be who God's called you to be and do what He's called you to do. You've been called for such a time as this. Listen up as we dive into another episode of the Wilco Podcast. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Wilco Podcast. My name is Jenny McGrew, and I'm just really excited about today's episode number 16 with John Egan from New Life Worship. Um, John was with us last month on our Wilco Grow Lab, and I know that many of you were able to catch that, um, and I know many of you weren't able to be on there with us, so we're just really excited to be able to turn that talk uh, into a podcast episode for you today. Um, If you've ever been in a season where you're struggling with being faithful, or perhaps you're in a valley season only to find another valley, Uh, I know many in this season, you know, just in this pandemic season, now it's you know, coming on post-pandemic for many of you, Um, but you felt like giving up, you felt like quitting, you felt like throwing in the towel. I just really believe that John has a word that's going to encourage you big time. So get ready, let's listen up, and let's dive into what John has for us today. This is so easy to be a part of because um, I just love Wilco's heart. Jenny, I love your heart, and Jake, I love your heart. You just I just think you guys are so thoughtful and intentional. I wanted to do this well, wanted to do it right, wanted to do it acceptably. Um, So it's just kindred spirits. So it's really easy. Um, And I've been really looking forward to this because I love Jake and Jenny so much. Um, But I haven't seen your faces. So just now I have some faces and that's really helped me kind of land my own soul about who you guys are. So some of you, the ones I could see, um, thanks for letting yourself be seen um, and representing the Wilco, you know, community and some of the, you know, Wilco grow at least. And so anyway, I'm really honored. Um, I'm from Colorado Springs, Colorado, and it's, it's beautiful. I've been here uh, almost 20 years. I've been at my church, New Life Church, Colorado Springs for almost 20 years. Um, We did a, we have a youth movement here called Desperation. Uh, we, We started that 20 years ago and writing songs for um and leading leading youth and then and then leading church and i'm almost 42 years old so i'm leading a lot more church aging out of youth as a emphasis but um it'll i'll never ever leave my passion for for young people but um yeah i wanted to sing something for you guys and i was telling jenny that i was gonna sing something brand new um, that no one's heard yet. Um, I think I saw Victor on the call here. Victor's from one of our worship leaders. So he hopped on. So Victor's heard this song, but it's kind of goes along with what I want to talk to you guys about today and bring kind of this, a bit of a challenge. And we're all in this journey together. Um, and we're all on this path, um, where we can get lost, um, is that we forget what path we're on because we're busy wondering who's ahead of us and who's behind us, who's beating us and who's uh, who we're beating. And it's just not the way of Jesus. Um, so in my 
in 20 years at New Life, um, I've just been entering into a season of, uh, I am a dad, I have three kids, but I've also just been entering into a season of just kind of fathering um, those who are coming up. And um, because I see just, uh, I see pitfalls and I see things that concern me. There's a moment where Paul in the New Testament, he's, he's waiting in Athens for, for Silas and for Timothy. And he's in Athens and the scripture says in Acts 17, it says that Paul was deeply troubled by the idols in the city. And I think a lot of us feel, I think the reason Wilco exists and the reason, one of the you know, things that I want to commit my next few decades of life to is just to help, um, to help the idols of our cities, the idols of our church, the idols of this city that I live in, um, come down. Um, and I've been here almost 20 years. So it's like, so I have a kind of a deep understanding of the idols that are in my city, you know, and I don't have a deep understanding of the idols that are in your city, but you do. And I think you're called to, you're called to tear those puppies down. So, um, so we wrote this song. Um, we wanted to, I want to talk about the, the beckoning of Jesus, the Holy Spirit calling us and inviting us into um, a patient. Uh, Jenny read that scripture in, in Hebrews about perseverance, um, but just the long road of faith. Um, because one of the idols in my city, and I think one of the idols probably in every city, I think one of the idols of planet Earth in the day and age that we live in is uh, we want things instant. We actually think we deserve them quick. Um, we think that it's, uh, how much can I get for little cost, right? I mean, we see people, we see people jumping credit card companies because they're about to have to pay the, the fee for the rewards. So, oh, we'll just go to the, I'll switch to this credit card company and then I'll get all the rewards. But then right before I have to start paying for those rewards, I jump to another company or, I mean, we just live in a, uh, that's the world we live in. It's just this consumer uh, type of culture. And culture is more powerful than really anything. Um, but we live in this culture that um, it's like, how, how much can I get for a little cost? And here we are as worship leaders or people of God who are trying to bring, help people bring a sacrifice of praise. Sacrifice? Really? Uh, most of, a lot of the world gets sacrifice, but so much of the world, especially in the West, they don't do sacrifice. They just get for a little cost and we're saying let's bring something to the lord that's beautiful let's bring something to the lord that's costly let's surrender our lives and it's so foreign at least it is in the country i live in um, in america it is it is a difficult thing to convince people that that think that they're in control of everything to bring something uh, so that's why culture is kind of steeped into churches and worships become entertainment worships become feel good um, when Jesus talks about carry, you want to follow me, carry your cross, carry, carry something that will kill you, carry something heavy to follow me. And, but then you have America saying, oh, I'm going to go to the church because I like that music or I like, uh, it just, it tickles my ears. Uh, so we have a hard job. I think COVID, um, was such an interesting thing and sorry, I'll get to the song, but, um, um, I just COVID kind of stripped everything back and was one of the first lessons that a lot of people got that, oh, we're not in control. And we, I think we got to see the Lord and I'm not, I mean, we're not, I'm not touching with a hundred foot pole, the idea that Jesus caused COVID. No, I just think he's used COVID 
in such a unique way to remind people that they're not in control. Um, so we saw so much in our church, in our city, we saw so many people curious about faith. All of a sudden, we saw so many people coming back uh, into church through through the cathedral that is Zoom. Um, and then and then salvations. Um, we have been kind of gathering, and I'd love, I wish we could shout all of us about the details of how you guys are gathering at church, but we've been able to partially gather in Colorado, and, um, and we figured out a way to do baptisms last week. Uh, we had 150 people get baptized. It's just unbelievable. Um, I mean, it's revival when you, when you see people getting baptized. Um, but anyway, um, with that in mind, it's just this, I want to talk about kind of this invitation to this long road of obedience. I, um, we have this song that's called, it's called Gloria Patri, two words, Gloria and then Patri, P-A-T-R-I. And that's a prayer. Gloria Patri is a prayer, um, that's 1600 years old. Um, and it's a song, uh, but there's over the centuries, there's been different melodies and different, but you hear it in a lot of liturgical circles. And so one of the, one of the efforts that we've been trying to make here is to kind of, um, pull from the wisdom of those who have done this before, you know, who have sl slayed their idols and, and sorted out the long road. Uh, so we tried to work it into a modern type of worship song. So me and a couple of the people from the team, we kind of recreated some different verses. And then for the chorus, it's just the, the lyric is the Gloria Patri. And then we have our own, but we have our own melody. So I don't know if it's going to work for, we haven't done it at church yet. I've done it just with our staff and I'm going to do it with you guys because why not? Um, hopefully this encourages some of you to teach some of your songs when you're not sure if they're ready. Um, so tell me, can you, can you just nod along if you can hear the guitar? We can hear it. Yeah, it's good. Thanks, Jenny. Mm. Let's see. I'm trying to remember it. See how lovely your creation shines. How glorious from sky to sea. Oh, beauty is a blazing sign. To God, the everlasting. Glory to the Father. And glory to the Son. And glory to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, as it is right now, and will be forever, world without end. Amen. Just in the second verse here. The glory of Almighty God, the centerpiece of all that is, the selflessness of triune love, demands our highest worship, glory to the Father. And glory to the Son, and glory to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, 
as it is right now, and we'll be forever, a world without an amen. Sing amen. Ask the Holy Spirit real quick, just to just to rest for a second. Um, we just we just joined friends. We just joined with these words, literally these words that have been sung for um, I think I said sixteen hundred, fourteen hundred, actually fourteen hundred years. We're not alone, and I love being here with you guys because we're in this together. So Holy Spirit, would you just, um, would you enter into our lives again? Would you enter into our lungs again? And we just breathe you in and then we breathe out praise, Lord. We breathe out glory to the Father, Son, and Spirit. World without end. Amen. Bless you, God. Bless you, Lord. Amen. Um, Amen. I want to say too, like, you know, one of the things that I love about Jenny and one of the idols that we, you know, we share, uh, one of the idols that we share, that we see it, that we want to war against is the idol of celebrity. Um, I don't have all the answers why of how to get out of celebrity. I know that for me, one of the ways to run from the, the thing of celebrity is to, is to be plugged into our church. Um, because people here know you, um, they've seen every hairstyle <laughs> they've seen, 
um, when you stink, they've seen when you're great and, and they support you. I mean, I found my wife at, at New Life and had kids here. Um, it's one of the ways to war against it. So I, I don't, it's hard because I want to, I do want to say that it's, I think faithfulness to a community is really a big part of, of the long road. Um, but I also want to be careful that really it's faithfulness to Jesus, because if everyone stayed at the same church, there's no churches will be planted. It's not, it's not about staying at your church. It's about doing everything you can to, unless the Lord uproots and changes that. But, um, and a word about, about celebrity, that's, that's not new to, to our culture. Um, I think it's more seen because of, of media and social media and all that stuff. But, um, when, do you remember when Israel, when the people of Israel demanded a king, they, had, they wanted a king, right? They said, we have to have a king. We have to have a king. They told the prophets, we have to have a king. Find us a king. They told God, we need a king. We need a king. <clears throat> and the question was, why? Why do you need a king? And their answer, if you remember, was because everyone else has one. Every other nation has one. They have a king. They wanted to look like every other nation. They wanted a hot shot to lead us. And Jesus, or God had a plan for David later down the road, not a plan for Saul at that point, but he gave it what them what they want. That, I mean, that's, that's however many years ago they demanded celebrity. They demanded someone flashy to follow. And Saul had the look, right? He was tall, good looking, the whole thing. And so we shouldn't be all that surprised when today we are throwing up people that have the look. We're throwing people on our stages that have a look and have a certain charisma. That's happened for, for thousands of years. Um, and we, as the people of God, get to stand in that and kind of say, okay, but there is another way. There is a David plan that we could declare. <clears throat> and um, so it's just, it's, it's, so again, just pulling from those who have gone before us, uh, it's important. And, but there's always been, there's always been a longing for the hot shot to lead us. There's always been a longing for the professional priests, right? I mean, how about worship is something that, it, that, that we all are called to do. All our congregations are called to carry the presence of God. Um, but in celebrity culture, it's always like, no, no, we'll, we'll just, we'll put that weight on the professionals. We'll put that weight on the ones who are paid to do that. We'll put that on, put that weight on the people that are on a stage. And that's another way that we become into an, we enter into an entertainment culture. So you have worship leaders who are paid to do it. We'll do it. We'll pour something out to the Lord. You'll come, you'll watch. You might enjoy it, you might not, but, but you'll walk away thinking that you actually worship. Um, when you actually didn't, you just, you just respond to somebody else's sacrifice. Um, <clears throat> so this stuff has been around. And I just think one of the great um, things that I've learned, and I'm almost 42, been here tw almost 20, this summer's 20 years at, this ch at my church. Uh, I plan on doing another 20. But the thing that I have learned the most is that Jesus, he loves to do, he loves to perform miracles. He loves to turn something upside down in a flash. But I believe he's his plan and what he adores is walking with us the long road, the long, steady, sometimes mundane road toward him there's a, a moment in scripture thomas we know thomas is the doubter um any prop i think most everyone could relate to thomas um he was a doubter and he was with jesus so thousands of years later here we are so i think we could probably relate with thomas really well um 
he was he doubted Jesus. Jesus was leaving post-resurrection. Shows Thomas his wounds, right? Um, it's post-resurrection, but pre-ascension. He's about to leave. So it's better that I go. The Holy Spirit's going to come. And Thomas says, where do we go? What? How do we know what road to take? And Jesus says, I'm the road. I'm the road to take. Okay, where are we going? Where are we headed? You're headed to me. And so the road that we are taking together, all of us guys, it's not a road to success. It's not a road to notoriety. It's not a, it's not a road to fame. It's not a road to more songs. It's not a road to bigger churches. Um, it's not a road to actually any of those things. Um, and the, the road, the way to it is not uh, more strategy, um, not uh, networking, better relationships. Um, Jesus is inviting us, and I just see this more clear in my life than ever. And I wish when I was in my you know, 20s and 30s, people would, told me this. And that's why I feel like this burning in my bones to tell you this. If Jesus were here, we're, we are doubters. We are doubting. And we were to say, where are we going? Jesus says, you're going to me. What's the road? I'm the road. That's awesome. And it just clarifies so much. So let's look at what a road, what is this? What is this road? So we see all throughout scripture that it's lengthy. So there's a moment in the Old Testament, if you remember, where David is trying to bring the presence of God, the ark, right? The presence of God back in, into Jerusalem. He tried to do it quick. He tried to do it with convenience, which we do all the time in church which we see it constantly. Let's put the weight of worship on the professionals. Let's put the weight of this on that person. Let's get the lights different. Let's get the sound different. Let's make it easier, you know? And David tried to make it quicker and try to make it easier. And someone died. This is Old Testament stuff. Someone was killed. They put the ark actually on a cart with wheels. That's a lot easier to bring it back. The cart slipped. Someone reached out to grab it. Poor guy. He reached out just to save it. And who wouldn't? He was killed on the spot. So making, trying to uh, get something instant, trying to make it easier actually results in some sort of death. But then David realizes the presence of God goes to another town and David's sad and he's wondering what's going on, uh, which also, have you ever felt that? Why, is, why does it seem like God's moving in that town and not us? But, and I do wonder if there's something in that, an invitation for us all when we compare and we look at other towns or look at other movements or look at other churches or look at other people. And then th uh, through the wisdom of the Lord and the prophets, David realizes, oh, my goodness, I did it wrong. I wasn't supposed to make it easy. I was supposed to carry it, carry it. They had to put it on their shoulders. That's not convenient. That's not easy. That's not quick. That's not comfortable. And again, here we are in a lot of our culture to take a comfortable people and try to invite them into carrying a presence that is heavy and takes time they'd rather put it on a cart right but that brings just doesn't bring life to churches doesn't bring it brings actually death they ended up figuring it out they put it on their shoulders they walked the long journey some say some scholars and historians say it was 10 miles carrying this thing that was so heavy and that they didn't just walk it they also, every six steps, they sacrificed uh, a bull and a calf. It said, we're going to do this right. So you have, so you had 10 miles of, of, of road that was long, 
It was actually bloody. There was blood all over. Can you imagine this scene? So we see that with um, biblically with the long, the long, the long road. Um, I heard someone say, like, here's how much Jesus, here's how much God loves the long haul. The Bible, uh, the NIV translation is 1,207 pages. So over 1,200 pages. Jesus doesn't show up until page 939. So this is just a little pithy, goofy. It's like, what story doesn't introduce the main character until page 939? It's just, there is a big story being written. And it's so much more beyond our quick little moment. It's so much more beyond what we're willing to give up for 15 seconds of fame. It is a long, drawn out uh, thing. There's a... Um, there's a uh, Machu Picchu is this gorgeous uh, um, in South America. It's this gold, uh, this town, this old Incan town that's been um, it's been gone for. I mean, no one lives there. It's been uh, abandoned for for centuries. Um, and there's this trail. It's called the Inca Trail. And uh, I was reading a book called uh, uh, Donald Miller book called uh, um, A Million Miles in a Thousand Years. And it's just about story. And he's tapping into this idea that it's about the length of story and it's about it's about having to endure the conflict even of story so that because then the um, outcome, the result is so much more glorious. And he, he talked about he wanted to test this. So he went down to Machu Picchu and there's a 28 mile trail to get to the top, the, what they call the something gate, the open gate, um, where you could see this abandoned city. 28 mile hike so it takes a few days so there's a moment in the first couple miles of the hike though where you could see it you could see in the distance you could see the city the abandoned city it's right there so there's two ways you can get up there there's the 28 mile uh hike where you have to camp and all that or there's a bus there's a bus that drives you within a mile and gets you there with you know gets you there in 30 minutes and then you walk for 15 minutes and you're at the thing and the, he went there to see with his own eyes that I, it's right there and I could get there. I can get there fast or I could suffer. But his choice to suffer made that city all the more beautiful. So it, what he says, the pain made the city more beautiful. The story made us all different characters than if we just showed up in an easier way. And God is trying to bring beauty out of all of us, not just have us take the bus. And we're so tempted to take the bus to see, to get the view, to get the reward. But the way of Jesus is long. One of the most, the best biblical examples of this. And I want to encourage you guys to, you know, at some point soon to dive into Psalms uh, 120 to 134. There's a 15 chapters uh, stretch of songs in there. So we have the songbook of the Psalms and then right there in the midst of it is this 15 chapter uh, list of songs that they call the songs of ascent. These were literally, the, these were the songs that the Hebrew pilgrims, so the Hebrew people knew what journeying on the long haul was because they, these are the people that generationally were journeying to the promised land for 40 years. So these are people who get the long road. Um, three times a year, the Hebrew pilgrims would come from all over the place to ascend up to Jerusalem for worship festivals. And they would sing a lot, of, and, and likely they would sing these 15 Psalms in order on their way up to Jerusalem. And Jerusalem is, so I, I was there 
a few years ago and it's it's the highest point um in like the palestine area so you actually it is when they say it's an ascent it's literally an ascent it's another biblical example it's another backdrop here of this invitation to climb and it's not always easy so me and a couple guys our pastor here and a few other guys we were on the mount of olives and we were looking up at jerusalem and one of the guys said oh let's read the songs of ascent as we go into the city as we climb up into the city and my goodness so and we're talking like that was from mount olives to that point was maybe maybe two miles not even um we're talking about hebrew the pilgrims went miles and miles and miles but we read through and we didn't know the melodies that they sang for the songs of ascent but we read through the songs of ascent as we were up going up to jerusalem to worship oh it was this amazing experience it was so incredible but the songs of ascent is this amazing um 15 psalms soundtrack to our lives we are all in this in a in an ascent we're all traveling upward to not a place not a location but to a person to jesus and so here so my challenge for all of us is to okay we have idols in our city you guys know it we have idols on our on the earth i think one of the great antidotes is to commit to the journey to commit to the long road and to commit together, these Hebrews showed us, these pilgrims did it together. They would sing these songs. And I'm sure they dealt with what we deal with. I'm sure they're on their way to something as we all are on our way. And I'm sure they compared. I'm sure they thought, oh, Bob and Susie left. They got a head start. So they're ahead of us 300 yards. Or they're ahead of us 10 miles. <clears throat> um, I hope they better not think they're the Lord favors them for that. I mean, all the stuff that we do, all the comparisons and but what what unified them is that they were that they were traveling to, to a person traveling to uh, to Jerusalem together, but also the songs that they were singing. So they would sing these fifteen songs. So it's it just hit me. It hit me a few years ago, and I want to tell you a story about our church. Um, that songs are not monuments. So monuments are when you're on a trail and you're climbing something, you see a monument. Monument is this far we we went. We reach this far. Songs are simply, they're less sexy. They're less seen. Songs are footprints. And a footprint is this far we've gotten and we're, and this, and we're still looking ahead to keep going. Songs keep us going. Monuments celebrate where we've been. And we have to make sure that we're not trying to set up monuments around ourselves through our through our worship sets and through our uh, or you know maybe some of you know aren't worship leaders through like a ministry moment it's like oh this far i went it's like no we just have to create footprints no this far we're going and we're going together and we're in this thing um together so so uh, for our church i want to i want to like so you have we have like a biblical example of this backdrop of the long ascent you know we have this act and actual songs that kind of partner with that. And I've seen it with, my, with our own church. So um, if you know anything about new life, I'll, I'll give you a quick history. I've been here. Um, the church is about 30 something years old. Uh, our founding, I've been here almost 20 years and our founding pastor uh, is 14 years ago. He was very charismatic. He is a very charismatic uh, guy, very just uh, great leadership. He had a, a just a, more, a moral failing, but he was, he was so popular 
Um, he was involved at the White House. He was just larger than life. Um, he was definitely celebrity. And he had a, just a, um, an undoing. And it, it gutted us. You know, we're, we were kind of, I was in my 20s. We were kind of, we were writing songs. We were like, not un, we were not intentionally trying to build our castles, but we were building our castles. And it all came undone. Through, some, through this, which is so shameful, and it was public, and it was on the news, and it's on the, uh, Jay Leno, and he's Fallon, he's got, well, Fallon wasn't, he didn't do his thing yet, but those guys were talking about it, mocking the Christian who fell, and mm-hmm. it was terribly um, painful for us, and so what do we do now? Um, how do we keep going? The church, all of a sudden, was going to become a monument this far we went. And the songs of ascent teach us you have to sing, you have to sing to move. And so we start writing about where we're at. 13 months later, after this public scandal, 13 months later, a young guy, disgruntled uh, young missionary kid who was kicked out of a a missions uh, organization up in Denver, about an hour north of uh, where we live, He, uh, he got a gun. And he went to the, uh, a base, missions base up in Denver and shot a few people uh, late Saturday night. And then he drove through the night to New Life Church uh, one, uh, in De- uh, December 9th, 13 years ago, and opened fire in our parking lot and shot through our, uh, our hallway doors, entered into our building and was shooting down the hallway, trying to kill uh, as many people as he could. This is 13 months after scandal. And uh, there was about half a dozen people that were shot, uh, but two, two deaths. And uh, he was taken down by security and then he killed himself in the hallway. Um, this all happened right after church. And so the two people who died, it was Stephanie and Rachel Works. They're from the same family. They were getting in their minivan um, and he shot uh, at, at the minivan just, and then he kept going, shot at some other cars and then he shot into the hallway and entered the church. What in the world now, right? What do you do? So three days later, that was a Sunday. We're literally cleaning blood off of our hallway floor, literally. So we're literally we're as weak as you get. We're as broken as you get. We're not asking God for make us weak because your power is made perfect. We're not, no, we were weak and we were desperately trying to see if God would make his power made perfect. Um, Forget writing songs again, forget any of it, forget being known, forget just what do we do to survive? We were embarrassed and now we're in fear. So we tried to clean, clean up the church, clean up the glass. And then our, our pastor, who was, uh, he was our newest, he was our new pastor. He was hundred days into the job. And, excuse me. And so he, he, he calls the staff and he just said, all right, let's, let's Wednesday night. Let's uh, call the church together and let's try to get, let's gather and just basically we'll do a family meeting. Um, we'll, we'll worship and uh, I'll, I'll, I'll share something. I got to hear from the Lord. And 
And so I'm looking at my, my, my friends that I've worked with at the church for at that point, like six, seven years. And we're looking at each other and we're going, we're, well, this is it. We're, we're done. I mean, they've, you know, we've kind of been the laughing stock for a year, um, trying to figure out how to not become just a monument. Uh, and now, now there's been murder right here, right here mm-hmm. and hate and violence. Mm-hmm. I mean, you do not recover. You cannot recover from it. So we get to this Wednesday night meeting and um, the mayor's there, government officials are there and you know, like we're in suits. Uh, a lot of the first, we invited first responders that helped us that day. Uh, a lot of first responders were there. And we wondered if anyone from the church would even come. Um, you know, is it too risky to come? And, and we have, a, uh, it's a larger church so we could fit uh, a few thousand in the auditorium and it was completely jammed, totally packed. Um, we did an overflow room somewhere else. So that was like, that was interesting. Like, wow, okay. Um, but we were a mess, tears, people were crying. And then we sang. And this is where I learned that singing helps you move. And singing is the way to do the long road. Um, And I have never had a God encounter like I did in this moment. And our pastor says the same thing. Many people who are there just said, I never have experienced the presence of God like I did in this moment. And we started singing a song. It's a song I wrote just a couple months before that. It's called Overcome. And it was really in the throes of shame and and scandal and where do we go from here it's just based out of revelation 12 we will overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony um everyone overcome and we thought that we'll sing that song so we have thousands of people and we started singing that song and tears started flowing for everybody and then a roar erupted something happened and i i mean i cannot even talk about it um E, e, ro- heaven touched earth in a way I've never seen before. The roar in the room was so, the only words I could use to d- describe it is there was a holy defiance. There was a people of God that were totally wasted, tired, exhausted, embarrassed, now afraid that roared the songs and promises of God. And I sat up there trying to sing, weeping, um, just getting wrecked. And all of a sudden, a new thought enters my mind where I knew that I knew that I knew that we were done. I was declaring it for days. We're done. And all of a sudden, another declaration showed up, which was I looked around at this and I just said, we just might make it. Come on. That was a different reality. And so it's been 13 years since that day. And our church is not a monument. There's footprints all over this place. And we have moved on. We have moved forward. We have planted six other congregations. We've opened up, um, uh, we, we opened up apartment complexes for single moms because that's one of the biggest issues of Colorado Springs. Um, we've opened up dream centers to help uh, sing, those single moms uh, get proper care when they're pregnant. I mean, we've, it's just been incredible that we have a healthy staff. Our pastor is doing wonderful. It's just, and I, I love being here. And, but it's, it's a crazy miracle. So, but that song, it's, I don't care. It's not a good, it just doesn't matter if it's a good song. 
doesn't matter if it's got the right chord progression and the right words. It became the song we still sing that reminds us that we're moving, that we're still moving. So when we're leading worship at our churches, when we're leading worship, uh, um, wherever small groups or, or we're just in worship or we're just discipling somebody over coffee, all this stuff. What can we say? What can we sing that just reminds you to keep going because we're all ascending together. Okay. Um, all right. 1047. That's really so good. good. We're all ascending together. Powerful. Um, the other thing, too, that I've realized uh, with this ascension, which with this long road, um, is that other people are connected to our obedience. Um, we often think, God, what do you want me to do? And uh, one of the things the Lord has shown me a lot over the years about stead, you know, steadfast obedience to the long journey is that there are other people who are watching you. <laughs> there are other people who are watching what you're going to decide. Um, it's been, I still hear all these years later, people that uh, come to me and thank me and say, we were wondering what you were going to do. We were wondering if you were going to leave. We were wondering if you were, why didn't you leave? Um, and I don't, you know, I'm, I, I'm no hero for staying. That's not it at all. I mean, honestly, it's just like, the only thing I can think to say is, is this, is I, we're all in this together. And sometimes it's bloody and brutal and we lose people. Um, but we have to just keep ascending. Um, and I've just kind of removed the conversation uh, from my mind with the Lord of what's my next thing? What's my big thing? What's, where's my success? When's my turn? When's, when are you going to use me? I, we're on a journey. I want to be faithful to it. And I want to write and help and sing songs or speak things that help people understand that they're on that, that same journey. So we have, one of the, real quick, there's one of the, one of the songs of Ascent, Psalm 127, um, is a great reminder for worship leaders or people just trying to just figure out how to be used by God. It opens up, there's two halves to this psalm. Well, the first half is, the, is, the, is that the Lord builds the house. You've heard that, right? God builds the house. And those who labor without God, those who try to build without God, it's all in vain. Um, great reminder for those of us who are like, we're trying to be obedient to God, but we're really just kind of maybe building our own thing. The Lord builds Right. And then the second half, it, it pivots to talk about children. Children are a gift. Uh, blessed is the person with, uh, with children. And it's a confusing pivot. What does it mean? So um, I studied it a bit. And, and what the psalmist is getting across, it's amazing, is that when, you, when you, you don't labor without God, when you allow God to build the house and you partner with him, the fruit is children. The fruit is people. So the things that you like, I want, I want to be used by God and I want to make an impact. I want basically, I want fruit. I want people. I want impact. I want children. I want the psalmist is saying, let the Lord build it and that will happen. But if you do it without God, it's in vain. There's a translation that says it's actually pointless, but, um, um, Eugene, I think it's Eugene Peterson actually talks about it. It go, takes it a step further. He just said, it's not just the fruit or children, but it's actually, I mean, this is go with me here, try to be as mature as possible here, but it's, it's actually, it's making love. The, it's pleasurable, but you don't make a child. The miracle is not something you did. You participate in something pleasurable and enjoyable. 
The rest is God building it. You didn't do all the chemistry. God did that. So it's a really beautiful thing. It's like when you allow the Lord to build his house and partner with even the pleasure of that, you get people. You get actual people. The fruit becomes people. It's so good. And then we can, guys, then we become, when we realize this, then we become mothers and fathers. We don't become rock stars and cool people. We become shepherds, sages. We become, I hope what I'm doing now, I, I hope we become people that can help other people take the next step. So um, I want to read a quick poem and then we could, we could do a question or two or something or we could pray. We'll think through what, what the Lord wants us to do. But um, this is a great poem. I'm looking for it. Here it is by uh, Ann Peterson. Uh, Ann Peterson, poet Ann Peterson. She has this, uh, it's about the road. Um, it's about the journey. So listen to this. She said, the stick I made for measuring so this is like comparison stuff, the stuff that we get lost in, one of the idols, right? She said, the stick I made for measuring, I used most every day. It helped me to compare myself with others on my way. I watched all those behind me or further down the road, and I would readjust my pace or lighten up my load. The only real drawback with how I ran my race was watching everything around me except my Savior's face. It's... The road is Jesus, not performance, comparison, the road, not success. The road is Jesus, and we're not headed to some destination. We're not headed heading to some project. We are heading to a person, and that is also Jesus. Mm. What do you think, Jenny? What, really should we, what should we do in our seven minutes here? Really good. But I wish we had an altar, and we could just have, like, the worship team play. <laughs> yeah. You'd all go to the front. That's this is the moment. Yeah, this is the moment. There's just, just something here. Yeah. I just hope we could, and you know, uh, Peterson, Eugene Peterson's long obedience in the same direction. That's a that's a Frederick Frederick Nietzsche uh, quote actually, who was an atheist, but he actually he's actually said of spirituality, the only way it has to be a long obedience in the same direction. Um, so he took that title and kind of redeemed it and. Um, but that book is actually about the songs of ascent along obedience in the same direction. So I would, I love that book rocked me. Um, but I would pick that up, but I, guys, I, I want to say I'm with you fully on the journey as we ascend to Jesus. Um, and I want to invite you on, on that journey. Let's do it. And it's, it's might be slower than you think we're, we're in this a series right now in the Lord's prayer. And this week uh, is your will be done is the, the words of Jesus, your will be done. And um, one of our pastors says, if you, if, when you pray, your will be done. That, that is, that is uh, confessing and admitting that his will might be different than ours. That is confessing that you might not get all the things you pray for his will when we pray for comfort and peace and easy stuff, and he says, carry your cross, which is heavy, it's, it's different. So let us say your will, Lord Jesus, be done.
And thank yeah. God we don't get everything we pray for. Yeah, no kidding. I think it's a Garth Brooks song that says that, right? I thank God um, for unanswered prayers. <laughs> I don't know what you're feeling, but I think maybe before you do anything, um, it'd be nice to, for people to get a question or two. Um, but yeah. can you just pray? It just yeah. feels like a holy ground moment to me. Yeah. It was kind of sick here yeah. on Zoom. Uh, Jesus, come. Oh, Lord God. We hear you. We hear you beckoning us. We hear you telling us the way. You're the way. Mm -hmm. And it leads to you. Um, God, would you let that just soak into our souls and our spirits and our minds and our bodies, Lord? Um, yeah, and, you know, Lord, I, I pray that my friends, too, would even, right even now, there's be some faces that flash before them. Um, those that ne they need to invite onto the journey, uh, those they need to support on the journey, those that need to father or mother um, mm -hmm. to take with them, Lord. And yeah, Lord, I just pray that as we do this, as we take our crosses, as we carry the presence, your presence, Lord, that we would, I pray that you would give us strength to do it. Um, and I pray that that way of life would tear down the idols of quick and instant and entitlement and celebrity and um, anything that steals from your glory. And I thank you for my friends, Lord. I pray that they would feel your love and I pray that they would feel that they are just not alone. They're not. And we are wrestling with things that so many have wrestled with. So many have gone before us to wrestle with it. And they've done good work on it. Lord, help us learn from them. Thank you, Jesus. We love that we're racing toward you. Thank you for giving us the strength of perseverance, Lord. Thank you for, uh, for building character in us. And thank you for hope. So much to hope for. Thank you that on, on the journey is also great joy, victory. And miracles and healings and moments of the inbreaking of the kingdom. But thank you also, Lord, that you love to walk with us. We become like you. We become more like you the more time we spend with you. So we love that. We embrace that. Thank you, Lord. Um, I just want to chime um, in. I just want to chime in super quick. Um, I don't. I know everyone's plowing really hard ground. I think that's probably a safe assumption many of you and we have a lot of different countries represented here um and for those of that are going to watch the replay as well after um but this has been coming up a lot lately um and john just brought it up when he was praying about joy and i just want to encourage you guys to keep going keep going and our job is to be faithful it's god's job to produce the fruit our job is to be faithful the fruit is up to god Thanks for listening to today's episode. We hope you felt encouraged and a little more equipped for the journey you're on this season. If you're interested in weekly mentorship in a small group setting or would like to find more worship resources, check it all out at worshipleaderscollective.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. Connect, encourage, and equip. This is what we're all about at Wilco. We go together, not alone. Together, we can help move church forward.